back to Excuse, Excuse My Friend. Friend. We're your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Julia. We have a special guest today. We're so excited. We have an adult film star sitting on our couch right now. His name is Eli, and you may or may not have seen him naked before. Yes. He's not really on our couch right now. You're about to see him in like two seconds if you're watching this. He's about to be on He's our couch. He's about to be on our couch. Yeah. <laughs> For those watching, it's like, wait, where is he? Is he a ghost? Um, you want to listen to the entire interview it's insane we go through everything everything all about him porn adult the trauma he's gone through the secrets behind what you see on porn yes and also some secrets for us girls and some guys to make our sex life better so here's that interview take us way back way back where are you from let's go there arizona i grew up in arizona same baby are you 480 or 602 what's your 623 you're like way out in the it's like north i think because you're scottsdale yeah yeah. Yeah. You guys, yeah, the same. Yeah. You guys yeah. are twins, I swear uh, to God. You're related. <laughs> I know, but before we start this podcast, he's like, you guys look like siblings. I'm like, I, I feel everyone like everyone says, says that, that, but we just have come together. Yeah, exactly. It's, it works for us. It works. That's so funny. So you're from Arizona. Yeah. Correct. And so were you always into porn? Like, how did you become What was the first time you it? watched porn? Like, was it when you were um, a kid? I was riding my bike home from school with my, me and my buddy Nathan, and we, like, stopped at this this area, and there was, like, trash, and we saw, like, naked magazines. We're like, dude, fucking gold mine. What is this? They had, like, bushes and, like, big tits and shit. <laughs> Took them home. I hid them underneath my toy box. <gasps> oh, my, my god. My buddy Tyler came over. I showed him the porn, and then I, like, didn't trust him. I'm like, this guy's going to fucking snitch on me, you know? Stop. So I ended up moving it to a different location. I came home from school the next day. My mom had moved my toy box. <gasps> I'm like, dude. Fucking Tyler, bro. We can't trust him, you know? <laughs> See him on the fucking the <gasps> playground. We're like, fuck you, bro. Fuck you. Tyler Wood. I remember what you did, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Tyler. Wait, so how, your you. mom moved it. So did she see it? How no, did she react? No, but she, she like, checked it, you know? I, I like... I moved him. I'm like, I don't fucking trust that guy. He's going to go yeah. home, oh. tell his mom. He's going to tell somebody. Right. So did you stop being his friend after that? No, we were still friends and stuff, you know? But How old were you when this happened? Like, how old were um, you? I was in probably like... Fifth grade, maybe. Fifth wow. Fifth grade. Yeah. And how old were you when you lost your virginity? Like 18, maybe. I was oh, like, 18. I, I got in blowjobs and stuff, but I was like, I, I was more like insecure in school. I got like bullied a lot and stuff. Aww. I was smaller, late bloomer, didn't hit puberty. You know, really? Yeah. Because right like now, you're like, damn. You're like dying. the cool guy. Thank you're you. like yeah. the cool guy. Like you blossomed for yeah. sure. Thank you so much. Wow. So there's hope for people who are late bloomers. Are late bloomers. Yeah. And I, I, you know, like, not only being a late bloomer, just like really like working on yourself, you know, the last mm. 10 years or so, I'm 30 now. The last 10 years have been like substantial growth, a lot of deep dives. I've done a lot of like self help and I've dove deep in like my traumas and overcoming it and like spirituality and stuff. Mm. Relationships, mm. I had a really hard time navigating relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a That's a whole thing. So yeah. you mentioned trauma. Do you feel like your trauma led you to the porn industry? Um, Cause that's a thing. It is. It is a thing. I don't think that, you know, it's interesting because like uh, the trauma that I've, the psychology and the elements that I've utilized to overcome my trauma have been understanding a lot of like the wounded inner child therapy or adapted adolescent therapy. So like, it's kind of hard to say what, what led me to porn or anything. I think that I have a very healthy relationship with porn. So I don't think it really corresponds, but I do think like in a lot of ways, not to dive too deep, I was introduced to sex at a at an early age. Um, and I think that that kind of, like, opened my mind because I'm a very mm. open-minded person. Like, um, I, I just think that it changed, but did trauma lead me to porn? No, not, not necessarily. Mm. So you were introduced early, like, yeah. through the magazines or through something personal? Both, I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, how, how deep do you guys know? No, go we want to know. Yeah, well, whatever know. you're comfortable yeah. sharing. Yeah, we no, give it to yeah. us. Okay, well, a lot of people have gone through this. I've realized after talking about it, but I was molested when I was young. I was okay. molested by okay. a next-door neighbor. And wow. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's okay. It, you know, it's it, it wasn't a traumatic experience, and it was with a guy. So it was like wow. I, I grew up, like, really, really confused because, like, it was a pleasurable experience, but mm-hmm. I was... I was introduced to sex at too young of an age. Wow. Um, and it also confused me. Like I thought I was gay a lot growing up. Like I wasn't of getting course. attention from females and stuff. I was like, you know, and then I had like this, this fetish with like receiving oral sex to dive deeper into it. You know? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell your story. And then, uh, 
I did like an ayahuasca. Actually, before that, I worked with this guy. I didn't even realize I had necessarily been molested, but this guy named Justin that I worked with in Alaska, he was gay and like he really wanted to hook up with me and stuff. I'm like, no, dude, I'm not gay. He's like, oh, you like wouldn't let a guy suck your dick, you know? I'm like, well, you know, this like situation happened. He's like, dude, you're molested, you know? <gasps> I was like, fuck, you know? Like, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Our age gap wasn't like that crazy. The, the guy that, that did it, I was like maybe, um, I don't know, I'd say six years older than me or something like that. Uh-huh. Never talked and about how this old were you? Which is crazy. I was young, um, like maybe 12. Okay. okay. I mean, wow. at that age, you just, you don't know yeah. what's right or what's wrong, right? Yeah. It's like, is this right? Is this wrong? I think it, like, it's a little different. It's, it's a complicated dynamic because it makes me reflect a lot on like the society that we're brought into. I think that mm-hmm. society has failed us significantly by... Uh, you know, making sex this crazy taboo thing. Same with death. Like we've, uh, you know, moved uh-huh. to death to be this thing that's only experienced behind walls and hospitals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I think psychologically it's it's a negative impact on us, especially when we're young. Like I should have been introduced. It, if we look about how we were, how we evolved, you know, we lived in egalitarian lifestyles where everybody worked, lived very tribally. Mm-hmm. And sex and death happened everywhere having intense during ecstatic dance like we all lived lived and operated the same way together so like for me my first introduction to sex really besides like some media but even my mom would have have me like close my eyes during sex scenes and movies and stuff so Mm -hmm. like it was always like this curiosity of like Mm -hmm. what is this you know yeah Mm -hmm. i was gonna ask what did you grow up in a sex positive house was it an open thing or you mentioned your mom covering your eyes or was it like a hush hush it was was just something that wasn't really like talked about or acknowledged you know and like my mom i i have never met my dad so like that there's other trauma that i've Mm. like dealt with and, and stuff uh never met my dad I grew up with around all females too, so mm. like it, it, I think that that's added a little bit of like an eccentric feminine energy, hundred percent, which I appreciate. Yeah. But still, it's like my mom didn't understand how to raise a boy. You know, mm. it's like I was treated a lot like the girls, and like I'd hang out with my sisters, and like I had some some guy friends. But you come home, I'm like playing video games with them. I'm listening to like Alanis Morissette and like all their mm. music. They're like. They want to, like, put makeup on me. I hated it, but still, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. subject to their desires. I did know? that to my brothers all the time. Like, let me yeah. put makeup on you and I dress you sisters, like a doll. If, if I had brothers, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's interesting. So then in in high school, did you go to college? I did go to college for Okay, a bit, yeah. what was that like for you? Uh, I dropped out of high school really early, so... Yeah, we're, like, getting real deep. Um, I Both my sisters struggled with uh, drug addiction. Mm. My mom, like didn't really have the capacity to take care of me so I moved in with oh. my grandma and then my grandma got pancreatic cancer when I was 16 she passed away I dropped out of high school I just like started working as a prep cook and was like oh dude fuck school I don't have time for this mm. or the emotional capacity wow so high school was like very short-lived for me and then you know I started working as a a, a line cook a prep cook and then I became a sous chef and then like dove wow. really deep into culinary wow. arts that's so I, wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. You're into that's cool. Yeah, I was a yeah. chef before I was in porn. Wow! And I was a, right after being a chef, I was a wedding videographer, and then that's how I kind of got into the porn industry. I guess that's okay, the next yeah. question. How right? did you get into porn? That's the, the burning f- question. The first, first in, first encounter. I had a big life changing experience. So I like went to jail, got out of jail. I was like, all right, I need to change my entire fucking life. Mm. I was like. Uh, and I met this guy during community service who was doing wedding videography. I started working with him, and then he had shot with this girl, Kendra, who was well-known in Oregon as being, like, the Oregon State Library girl. She, like, masturbated in the library, da-da-da. <laughs> and, like, he did, a photo wow. sh- he did a photo shoot with her and stuff. I ended up meeting her at a separate occasion, connected with her, and I was, like, I knew I wanted to, uh, just, like, take this risk. I had identified, like, I'm, I'm well-endowed, you know, like, I'm an open sexual person. I was, like fucking like hot wives and like the dudes were recording while I fucked their wives and stuff Stop. like that. Yeah. So I was like super open. I was like, wow. oh, this girl's a cam girl. Like and I just told her like, I want a cam with you. Like suck my dick on cam. Let's make money together type stuff. Wow. So we started doing that and then it got the attention of Jason Brown who was a contract star for black.com like the mm-hmm. year that black got uh, started. And then Greg Lansky, the founder of Black.com, was interested in shooting Kendra, but he reached out to me. He understood, like, psychologically, I'm going to be able to get in touch with the boyfriend and, like, get on his good side. So then him and I developed this uh, relationship where I would shoot photos of Kendra. And I was, was, like, 
mimicking his photos and tagging him on Twitter, and then he'd give me feedback on like, wow. oh, bro, like your lighting's off, like your rim light is off, da da da. And he was like director of the year. He's the most like uh, awarded individual to really ever come into our industry. Greg oh Lansky God. is an absolute visionary. Shout out Greg Lansky. I fucking love you, bro. Were you wow. scared the first time? Like, were oh, you yeah. nervous? Were you like, oh yeah, I don't know if I could do this. This is awkward. Like, how did you? 100%. You were. 100%. To dive into like how I became comfortable, it's understanding the elements that it takes to, to be a porn director. Mm. It's psychology first. You have to understand how to make the, the guy comfortable and you have to establish a really sexual environment because mm. so many things are important. So Greg is, was really mindful of that, you know, and he was like, didn't put a lot of pressure on me. So he had us in the bed, me and my girlfriend at the time, and we're like kissing. He's like, oh, Eli, like talk about this, you know, talk about that, say this. Oh, oh Kendra, touch his chest a little bit, you know, oh, touch his pants. And he's like keeping in mind, because I do this too when I direct porn. He's like, look at the dude's crotch. Like, all right, is blood flowing? Is the dude stimulated? How's right. his breathing? And right. tell me like, Eli, take a deep breath, because he noticed I was holding my breath and getting nervous, you know? And like working into it, and he's like, Kendra, all right, take his cock out, right. start sucking mm-hmm. it, da-da-da. And it led to like, the first dynamic of the scene. I've done all my paperwork. It was mm. consensual. He's like, talk to me beforehand. Like, hey, bro, you know, fill this out. Comfortable like BJ doing all this. I'm just like checking the boxes. Like, whatever happens, happens. But he was really good at understanding psychologically how to keep my my uh, my confidence up mm. and make me feel comfortable. And were you under the influence? No, never. Really? I've never been That's on a porn good. set. I've been on a porn set one time, actually. I was directing a scene for Black Drawn. A girl came on, and it was very clear that she was under the some sort of like yeah. pill or, or yeah. something. Uh, and I I canceled the scene. It's like mm-hmm. it's zero. Really? Tolerance. So majority of the time, are they sober? Because I think a lot of people want to know when they watch this. Are people? No. You know, because like I feel like it's like you need a little bit of something to loosen up. You or do. Is it just experience. And at a certain point, it's you just experience. get over it, and you're like, I'm here for a job. Before I shoot, I ask seven questions. I say, What's your name? What's your date of birth? Your social security number? Today's date? How old are you today? Are you under the influence of any drugs or alcohol? Is anyone forcing you to be here against your will? Are you consenting to have sex on camera and take stills? And I have you fill out all your paperwork. If there is ever a period of time when anyone has drank, smoked, done anything, like with the exception of smoking weed, I'd say, like there are Mm -hmm. girls that like smoke weed before or something, but like no alcohol, you're not taking any fucking pills, you're not doing any drugs. It's, it's, I've been on like uh, some short films and stuff, like movie sets. Porn is the most professional sets I've been on. Regardless, I'm spoiled and privileged of being on. With Vixen Media Group, mm, wow. like Shooting for Black, Vixen, Tushy, which is all really high quality productions. There are some sleaze balls who let mm. shit like that slide, but right. I, I wouldn't fucking work for you if you're yeah. allowing people to do that because it, porn is such a risky industry to get into. Like, y- that will exist forever. You will forever so be portrayed true. as that. People will be able to find it. They're witty. People will tag you, send it to your fucking parents. Mm. I don't want anybody to ever say, Oh, I was, you know, under the influence. That's why I did this, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Even to the extent of I don't shoot with 18-year-olds for that reason. Like, Really? Yeah, I, I've shot one scene with one 18-year-old. Uh, I forget her name. Um, she was, I, I guess this is cliche to say, but mature for her age. Mm-hmm. She's very understanding of the dyna- the dynamic and what she was getting into, but I've canceled two other shoots with 18-year-olds who, like, get there, and they're just, like, more mentally immature. It's like, mm, totally, uh, man, like... I'll like sit there on the bed, like I don't think you want to do this, you know. Like yeah. I don't feel comfortable doing this. I don't want That's that. Good. Like, do you really want to do this? You know, you really want to get into porn. Like, this is what it means. You might want that quick paycheck. It's not how you fucking do it. But beautifully, yeah. now mm. we have OnlyFans, where that was a huge transition in the industry. Huge, yeah. yeah. Girls before were at the the you know sacrifice of these big companies and corporations and agencies where it's like that's how you make the money that's how you monetize on sex totally it's fucking easy money but now with only fans you don't even have to show your tits and you can make money it's fantastic that's i it's mean insane. that's great yeah this one girl we know she makes six figures a month just on only fans yep. and she doesn't show her face she just shows her tits i'm, I'm like, like what what are we doing wrong business? here like are we t- so back to what you were saying have you ever had a girl or guy or whoever they get there they're nervous and they just say i can't do this yeah absolutely. i'm sure that happens yeah yeah i mean a, a lot of the times it's the guys like the guys are the ones where it's all about it, it's all about the guy in porn because like you could really? focus on the girl obviously i have to be as a porn director i'm the captain of the fucking ship yeah. right but if the fucking guy can't keep his dick hard if the guy can't come 
the whole scene's gone. Yeah, that's actually so true. So you got to make sure he's all good. Yeah. I'm so curious. Have you ever, like, maybe in your early days, like, gotten on set and something was weird? Have you ever had, like, a weird, sketchy experience? Uh, Weird, sketchy experience? Yeah, there's been, like, some things where it's, like, iffy. Like, I've been shooting in locations and, like, the landlord has showed up. You know? Really? Yeah. But it was... The dynamic where the landlord showed up, it's like he was this fucking, I'm pretty sure a rock star guy. We were renting this house in the hills. And I think he was just more like voyeuristic. Like, I want to see what's going on. So he's like pretending to do things around the house. Like, <laughs> And we had to like tell he's him, like, it. you got to leave, bro. You know, I know this is your house. And he got like pissed off about it. And was like trying to kick us out during the middle of a shoot and stuff. Wow. Up, like, Maybe he low-key wanted to see. He was like trying to like clean up and like listening and all. Yeah. What's going on? I would. I, I would too. Watch. I'd, I'd be like, like what's I want to see what's going on. Here. It's my house. I'm going to watch. Yeah. But it's professional, you know. We're not yeah. trying to subject these girls to just be like live entertainment. I think STD test? Like, what's the yep. protocol for that? I get that? tested every 12 days right okay. now. I get uh, a swab in my mouth, a swab in my butt, pee in a cup, get wow. blood drawn. Wow. Yep. You got to do everything. When we first met you, um, it was at a content house. So funny. We asked you about this, and you said it's actually risky to have sex with people civilians. that... Civilians? Yeah. Civilians, yeah. Why yeah. is that? Oh, so what do you mean by civilians? Like, non-porn. Right. Non-porn we have, like, a actors. pool of people, yeah, yes. where it's, like... I would d- identify a civilian as someone who's not like on the the process of the whole STD protocol, you mm-hmm. know? It's right. like it's just too risky. The only reason that we ever have STDs or anybody ever we call it popping, like you pop dirty mm-hmm. if you if you have an STD or an STI. Um, the only reason that ever happens is because people in the industry have went and fucked civilians. We all get tested every 14 days. Like I'm not going to shoot with anybody that has a test over 14 days. We have like little green check marks where it's like your test expired on this day. You're red. You can't shoot. You're not in the pass system. Wow. So if everybody in the industry only shot with people who were tested, we would never have an outbreak. It's always because Mm. individuals go fuck other people. I'm an emotional guy. You know, I'm more sensitive porn dude to where, there are times where I hook up with civilians, but if I ever do, I'm canceling all my shoots or I'm not shooting until I can retest. And then there's also a grace period where after being exposed, you could get infected later. So like if I shoot with a girl on Thursday, I'll probably retest on Sunday or Monday and like not do anything during that time. Just, uh, I want to risk the safety of my, my, Coworkers, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, you I'm can't. Glad they're on it with That's, those things. It's so important. A lot of people aren't, but yeah. Wow. So, what are some of the unglamorous things of porn that we don't see? Like, yeah. What are some of the things that go down behind the, the grossest scenes? thing you've experienced, or like? Uh, okay, those are two wildly different questions. Oh, they um, are. Okay, I thought yeah, they well, go hand uh, in the hand. Unglamorous side, like unglamorous is it's all like most of porn is uns- it's scripted to where it's like we establish beforehand and like. All right, this is what's gonna happen. Da da da. The, most orgasms are fake. Most orgasms are set up. Squirting is like a, a lot of times fake. You can make girls squirt, but like when it's depicted in porn, they will use a douche and like put water in there. A lot of the cream pies have been fake. I've like had the fake really? cream pies. Yeah, we have this stuff called uh, spunk. It looks just like cum, so we'll fucking squirt it in a vagina or in a mouth. Cut real quick. You know, be artistic with our cuts, and then it's like the guy. All right, pretend like you're coming. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! So I guess that's my next question: How much is real? How much is fake? Like, are you actually enjoying the? You sex, guys are actors, or is it a lot of like, oh, like exaggeration? So mainstream porn, most of it's fake. People are catching on to it though. It's like that's why OnlyFans is so popular. I I've produced two for my OnlyFans. I produce two kinds of content iPhone content that is totally like lifestyle mm-hmm. raw mm-hmm. and then professional shit. My lifestyle stuff always does better. Always. Really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, people are catching on. Yeah. We don't so, want fake shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Sex is such an emotionally connection, connected interaction with people. And like when you're consuming porn, we're visual creatures by nature. Mm-hmm. We were designed mm-hmm. to, the reason that we have eyes is so we can in, interact in our environment, you know, for us, we're having a sexual relationship with the content that we have. Mm-hmm. We don't want that relationship to be, be mm-hmm. fake. Yeah. If you're talking to a girl, no matter how pretty she is, if you feel like you're being lied to, you're going to become distant, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it sucks when guys watch porn or girls watch porn and we're like, we should we compare. We're like, why can't I be like that? Or why can't a guy do that to me? Or why can't... There's so many questions, you know what I mean? Like, we, we compare, like... How come, or, or I get nervous that the guy is watching porn and expects that from me. I guess that's what makes me nervous. Because men are ignorant right now, you know? Men really do, like, we really do compare, and we also 
look at sex as this transactional experience, which mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a uh, transactional experience. Because like I, I help guys a lot with like Riz and picky on women. There are different elements to sex. You know, sex is like a game where first we have the attraction stage where you have to become attracted to someone, and then after you start initiating touch, it turns into a seduction stage where all right now we're like playing that game. Mm-hmm. Like you guys know that that dynamic where like. I'm attracted to someone and maybe like touched hands or like something happened totally. and, and it clicks like, okay, now mm. we're playing a different game. Totally. We're both attracted. Now we're seducing each other. Uh-huh. Right. So you play these games. Guys have this mentality like, all right, I've attracted, I've seduced. Now I'm fucking, I achieve my orgasm. That's what it's That's about. It. Dude, sex is the most beautiful experience you can have where it's the closest you can get physically to another human being you know so it's like true. Yeah. you get to experience different sides of people you get to experience like different emotions from individuals you get to like stimulate someone in really positive ways think about the brain chemistry when you're having an orgasm what's being released in there mm-hmm. you know it's like it's really magical what you can do during sex so that's why i'd say to anybody watching this if you're a dude sex isn't fucking transactional if you make it about the girl and you make it about being having a positive experience you forget about fucking time and all this other bullshit you're gonna have a way better time like yeah when i made that when i made that switch where it's like i'm gonna focus on the girl i'm gonna make sure that she's feeling good it's not even like i'm gonna make her come like it's fucking game i have to score a goal it's like i'm gonna touch her i'm gonna tickle her i'm gonna massage her i'm gonna like take my time when i'm eating her pussy or like when I'm kissing, I'm making eye contact. I'm like playing with her fucking hair. I'm playing. I always play nice music. I always have mm-hmm. nice lighting in my house. I always have incense going because I want to stimulate all the senses. Mm-hmm. I want sex to be as stimulating as possible. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I have so many girls coming to me like, you just changed sex for me forever. You know, it's wow. like. I wish most guys would get that. I see, feel like a lot of guys, once they're done, they're like so done. Even if oh, the girl didn't, that. you know, orgasm, so they're like, eh, I'm done. So like, oh, well. And yeah. I, I feel like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I've had that plenty of times. But also it's because men, men are wildly reliant on influence. We need influence in our lives. That's how we've survived throughout history. It's like, you don't just go out into the fucking field or the savanna and you're a good hunter. You have to learn from somebody. You're not good at protecting or fighting. You have to learn from somebody. Mm. You, you can't generate or produce tools. You have to learn from someone. We're psychologically, we have psychologically evolved to learn from people. Right now, the individuals that men are learning from are negative influences. There are people who are objectifying women, and this is why I don't like Andrew Tate. It's like, dude, you're just like, oh, you make the money, you do this thing, the girl will make you a sandwich, like do all this. It's very misogynistic. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, that's not what it's about. Like you're disrespecting what women really are. Like women are magical vessels to produce life, you know? it's like We are. Wow, you say all the right things. And I'm not even, it's, uh, and I've discovered this during like ayahuasca and stuff. So like some people will say when I talk about it, like, oh, you're detached from reality, you know, you're not relatable, et cetera. It's like, I've had visions of like the power of, of a woman, you know, and like during one of my last ayahuasca experiences, I was like, I want to be confident. I want to be as confident as possible mm-hmm. as, as possible going into the experience. And for people who don't know what ayahuasca is, it's a very intense psychedelic. I took it in Costa Rica and Brazil. I've done it 15 times. It's, it's incredibly intense. Wow. It simulates purging. It, it all, you know, has very powerful hallucinations where you kind of lo- lose touch with reality, lose touch with your body, Whoa. your senses. You're, I, I've been convinced I've been like in other worlds. I was convinced I had a conversation with my grandma who is no longer with wow. us and stuff. But during this specific experience, in ayahuasca, I was like, I want to be as strong as possible. I want to be courageous, you know, uh, either come home with my shield or on it type mentality, uh-huh. like warrior mentality. And I fucking cried the whole time. I like wow. cried like a baby and I was in a fetal position just crying. And I was thinking about like my mom and like the relationship I have with women and how I've objectified them and like how my mom is like every other girl I- I've dated where it's like, right. I wouldn't tr- say these negative things mm-hmm. to my mom. I yeah. wouldn't like treat her this way. And like, I cried the whole fucking time. And it was like, I realized that is what being courageous is. That's what being brave is. Is like, I was able to really dive and like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, Eli, you're fucking up. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how you treat individuals. That's not, yeah. Right. And that's it totally changed my life to where yeah. like now when I interact with a girl, it's like, 
I used to do this thing, like a lot of guys have this for like pickup where it's like you neg them, you know, you like say something, lower their confidence mm. and like attack and like view them as a target. It's like, that's not how I'm going to view women ever again in my fucking life. Cause it's like, I can joke and be sarcastic, yeah. but like I want to build everyone up around yeah. me. You that's know? amazing. Yeah, that's we need more men like you out yeah. there. Sounds like that really changed your life. And I feel like, and you said you had sisters too yeah. and your mom, you know, I feel like that also kind of made you oh. respect women a little bit more. Don't you think? I feel like men who have sisters are a little bit more. I think it was actually the opposite. Cause I, growing nope. up, I hated my sisters. <laughs> oh, they, wow. they were like on drugs a lot. They were disrespectful to everybody. Mm. They would steal, they would lie. They were just like really terrible humans. So I was like, fucking You're like, no, them, you know? no. Yeah. And then like even girlfriends and like, around the high school ages and stuff would like cheat on me and you know, lie to me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was like really hard for me to navigate relationships and my view on women. Cause I really viewed them just as like lying individuals. I didn't yeah. trust women and didn't really respect them. Yeah. yeah. I guess that leads me to the, my next question or my next topic is you've dated some huge porn stars. Yeah. Who are some of like, let's name who, them. Yeah, let's get they? those out. Well, I started with Kendra Sunderland who is, uh, you know, she's uh, contracted to Brazzers right now, and I dated Lana Rhodes for a little bit. Who uh, are these people? What are they known for? Like, we don't know Lana anything. Lana is just, like, one of the top porn star girls in the world, you know? She's not really known for anything except for being hot being and hot. being successful in the industry. How did you guys connect? How did that even On happen? Set, I had directed, or I shot photos for, like, a black scene, and I, I directed her for Black Draw a few times, and then we were on our... We had, like, shot a scene, then we were catching a flight to Avian, so we, like, sat next to each other, and it was, like... We had already established Instant. the attraction, uh-huh. and then by sitting next to each other, we were, like, physically touching, mm-hmm. and it, then it started playing the game of seduction. Ah. So then, yeah. yeah, so then we get to, like, Avian and their sexual tension and chemistry, you know? Wow. And then you said Lana? Oh, no. Which Lana. one are you then, talking about right now? Lana. Lana. Yeah, and then I dated... Uh, <laughs> Lana. I was dating Lana, and I ended up accidentally blowing her off. On Valentine's Day. No. What? Yeah, we weren't officially like dating, dating. We were just, we were, we were going on dates. We were hanging out. Yeah. We yeah. You had a thing. Dating, yeah. Had a thing. And I wasn't being respectful at all. It's like, I was like nagging her, lowering her confidence. Totally. Like this is before off. ayahuasca. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like playing, playing fucking games with her, you know? Of course. It's like, and then, yeah. uh, I end up blowing off on Valentine's Day. She gets mad. I'm like, you know, what do you expect? You know, we're not fucking dating. I didn't even know it was Valentine's Day. We were just hanging out on the 14th. <laughs> da, da, da. And then I went and fucking shot photos with this other girl, Mia Malkova. I ended up staying the night there because she like lived far away. Lana had fucking shared my location on my <gasps> phone with her phone. I woke up in the morning to hundreds of dick pics. I've never seen so many dicks in my life. Oh my gosh. And then I like had to get on, my phone was bugging out. I couldn't open anything because I was getting so many text messages. I log on to fucking Twitter <laughs> and she had posted, send this dude fucking dick pics. He cheated on me. He stayed the <gasps> night at this Love girl's her. house. Da-da. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. I would do the same I would thing. Do the same. Yeah. You're toxic. That's what you get for You're blowing so her toxic. off. I am toxic. But Valentine's Day, come on. You don't blow a girl off on Valentine's Day. Yeah, but, but to his defense, they weren't official. That's so like true. she had no stamp mark on yeah. him. And, you know, regardless, I, I hurt the individual. Um, but... Uh, yeah, well, so who did you have the, you had a castle in Oregon yeah like a huge castle yeah. with who which Mia Mia Malkova Mia okay. yeah, we why a castle what was the deal with the castle and why Oregon uh, I've spent a lot of time in Oregon for one uh, and so I, I went and hooked up with Mia or like stayed at Mia's house we ended up developing a relationship I, I OnlyFans was taking off so we started OnlyFans together mm-hmm. and then like started making a lot of money we're like hey we can live wherever the fuck we want you know like wow. let's, let's go to Oregon so we moved to Oregon we ended up buying a cabin um, and we were like living in the cabin for a while and she used to play The Sims a lot so she was like building mm-hmm. all these like places da 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 um, in The Sims and then she ended up looking on Zillow one day and like <laughs> saw this fucking castle for sale and she like built it in The Sims and wow. she would play in Whoa. the castle in The Sims and then like a year later, I met this guy. Turned out to be a fucking prick. I'm not even gonna say his name because I hate the dude. He stole a bunch of money from me and shit. Regardless, oh, no. um, I ended up becoming a fr- his friend, and then we like developed this clothing company together. It was called Flux. It was like a cool company and uh-huh. stuff. And then we're like, we need like a content production house. So we started looking at houses to buy, and we were like killing it on OnlyFans. And we saw that the castle was still up, and it was wow. for sale for like 3.9 million or something. And then 
I was like, I'm going to hit them up. It's been for sale mm-hmm. like for two years, yeah. you know, like I'm going to see if they'll take like three million for it, you know? Yeah. And then hit them up and we ended up negotiating a, a really good deal um, where it's like more rent to own. Uh-huh, thing. We uh-huh. put a bunch of money down and uh-huh. we're like renting to own it. And then we ended up getting it. It was like her, her dream house, you know, wow. it was like oh a project that I really worked on and she really wanted to achieve. And she then the craziest know. part of all is people have this mentality, you know, of like, I'm going to get that thing and it's going to, Oh, that's it dreams come mm-hmm. true like y- you think that your dreams are like this achievable thing at the top of a fucking staircase it's not the case i got the castle it gave me more stress mm-hmm. it was like cost more money it fucking started fights it was like i became entitled to shit i thought i was so cool all this other stuff my ego was like on fire it just like was not the direction mm-hmm. i needed to go in my life and right. i thought so confidently that the second i get those keys it's like boom my yeah. life is made i made it right i get yeah. the castle yeah. i'm in this million dollar home make me happy so you yeah. and me so you guys dated for how long like four and a half years four and a half years why did you guys break up um mike because we we broke up because um we lost our sexual chemistry. Our mm. sex became transactional. It was more like I was dating a friend than. Mm-hmm. And really, what happened actually is uh, I'll talk all day. I'm sorry. No, no we this love is this. Are you kidding? Yeah, We're keep obsessed. going. Yes. I had thrown this party at the castle, and it was fucking a great party. Had so much fun. It cost. We spent like seventy grand on like decorations for oh Halloween and like wow. all this stuff. I'll you show did not you go to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> no, we like we bought a fucking animatronic um, gargoyle that was in front. It was like fourteen feet tall, and like its wings moved, and it blew out smoke and shit. It was crazy. Wow, sickest party! I'll show you guys the photos of it uh, and videos. But we ended up throwing this party. Cost us like seventy grand, and then like a week later, I watched this fucking documentary about this rock climber. And I was like, I want to go like do something crazy, you know? So I hit up my buddy Jordan who had done some mountaineering and we ended up climbing Mount Hood and I like took mushrooms. Wow. I'm like <laughs> sitting up there and the mushrooms are hitting and I'm like sitting in the fucking snow. My water is like frozen solid. It's really fucking cold. And I'm just like looking out on earth, you know? And I mm-hmm. see like the, the clouds are like moving and there's trees and the sun is rising and shit. And it's like, I started crying because I was like, <laughs> this is just so beautiful, you yeah. know? And, and then I started calculating like, for me to experience this and feel this, how much did it cost me? Like 80 bucks in equipment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on this mountain. It's like, I have less stress and I am happier up here spending $80 than I was dealing with all the fucking stress mm-hmm. of the castle and yeah. spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm not living life the correct way. Yeah. I am falling subject to what society wants me to do. Mm-hmm. They want totally. me to have the nice watch, the nice car, look at this, look at that. You know, and, and, and do all that. And that's not what life is about. Life is about enjoying the present moment because that's yeah. all that we have, you know? So Absolutely. I was up there and I climbed the mountain and mm-hmm. I fucking got down and I was just like, I don't want to stay in this castle anymore. I want to get rid of it. Wow. wow. I don't think that we're working out relationship-wise. Like, we've been having problems, like, sexually to where, like... Uh, and this is also diving deep into, like, my intimacy and, and like, my sexual trauma is... I didn't really know how to connect with an individual during sex. Like I was scared and intimidated by eye contact. It was very transactional when I was dating Mia. I was dating a porn star, so I wanted this like slutty, perverted girl, and she wanted to be a girl that made love. Of and course. I didn't, know, I didn't yeah. know how to make love at the time. Wow. Yeah. Right, wow. you were so used to like playing a part, right, for yeah. all the yeah. different acts. And then when it came down to like the real relationship and intimacy, you like, didn't know how we'd be having sex and I'd pull out my phone every single time. And she wait just during like, sex. Like, yeah. You it's just like, be... I make money with sex. You know, we make money with sex. If yeah. I, I'm fucking her from behind and her ass looks good. It's like, oh, I gotta film this. I'm sorry. Oh, know? right. Oh my and, God. Yeah. And it was just a negative. Thing You're thinking that, dollar signs, like mm, content, right? I'm thinking that sex yeah. is a transactional thing. Yeah. yeah. And then now I don't, you know, which is good. Wow. I still, I don't have a lot of sex off camera just because this is the first time in my life that I'm like comfortable being single. Mm-hmm. I, I had the bad relationship cycle of I find a girl, I become infatuated. It's all about her. I like love bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like obsessive over this individual. We develop connections. We have commitments together. That was my old cycle. Mm-hmm. And now I'm transitioning to have that cycle with myself and do things that Eli wants to do. I love that. So do you have sex like in your, like when you're not working, like, do you still like, do you enjoy it? Does it feel like work? Like, 
is sex even fun anymore for you, or is I it love just sex. so you actually love sex? Yeah, I'm like a fucking you, pervert. You are you're a dog. I'm a dog. I'm yeah. A salty dog. Yeah. So what's you, your favorite position? Um, I I like having sex with like different kinds of people, and I like finding things about certain people that I really enjoy. Like everybody's different, bodies are different, energy's different, uh-huh. you know. Um, so I don't really necessarily have like a favorite position. Um, I just really like sex. I like getting rim jobs a lot. What getting what is, or giving? What is a rim getting job rim again? Jobs. When a girl licks your ass. So you like your your butt to be no. Like, yep, I like getting fingered too. I don't get fingered a lot. Like it's only something I've done every once in a while, but it feels great. Seriously, so you're a freak. Yeah, it's not even about being a freak. God or my creator, whoever the fuck it is, decided to put this magical little button in my ass where if it's stimulated, you come more, you have more intense orgasms. And I used to like, uh, I don't know if it's a proper term, it's like gay shame myself of like, oh man, like you like a finger in your butt, that's gay, you know? Right. It's not gay. Explore your body, you know? It's like, imagine going to a fucking ice cream shop and then you're like getting (laughs) vanilla ice cream, like this is my favorite kind of ice cream. And just never trying any other flavor. I don't and like that's vanilla me. ice cream. It's so boring. <laughs> no, I want the sprinkles, the peanut butter, the chocolate, this, and the, give me everything. Oh, everything. no. Yeah. I'm very vanilla. Yeah. Explore your body. Explore yourself. You have one fucking life. Like, I agree. Just yeah. explore it. Who knows yeah. what the fuck you like? Yeah. Who knows? What's like? What's a unique sex position that not a lot of people know about or something crazy that, you know, there's missionary, which is like so boring, but what's something that somebody can do that normally just does That we missionary? should all try. Yes. Fuck. Um, I, I really like making girls squirt. It's like how do you? How does one do that? Uh, Guys listening. Well, you have to stimulate the uh, the G spot at the same time. I have like a trick that I do where I'll press on the girl's stomach. I'll put my fingers in like this, arch them a little bit. <laughs> okay. And then you just like quickly. You just go and for you it. Push the stomach <laughs> while. The stomach, and I feel I could feel my fingers <clears throat> on my hand. Uh huh. And oh. I like know the spot. Like the G spot feels like just like spongy material. It's like kind of like has like little like uh, like craters in it or something uh-huh. like on top of it. it yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you rough. Know, feel yeah. That. yeah. And then when you stimulate that in a certain way and you you stimulate it a lot, it'll just initiate a, a release for the girl. Wow. And it feels that's how they describe it to me. It's do like, you, like do a, you think every girl can squirt? Or do you think it's just certain if you're girls? Properly hydrated, I could definitely make any girl wow. squirt. So they just have to drink a lot of water before. Yeah, if you drink enough water, it's. Then you'll feel like you have to pee during sex, though. That's yeah. You have to relax thing. into it, but it's not pee. It comes out of your vagina. It's not coming out. Do of all girls feel stuff. different, like inside? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. How? Um, it's just like I mean, well, I, I'm a slut. I'm totally a slut. I've had sex with like probably twenty. A lot of it's for work, but like twenty six people this year, twenty seven people. Something. How, like what that. about okay. your total number? Would you say what's uh, like? How many girls have you slept with? Eight hundred. I mean, this is what you do for work, though. Eight hundred to a thousand girls you've slept yeah, with. Easy. Wow. Do you have one girl out of like the thousands, thousands, the eight hundred thousand? Is there one girl <laughs> <laughs> that you still think of? Like, damn, that was a good time. Like, I would <laughs> love to go back with I her. Think about a lot of girls. Really? Okay. I love. I I honestly have just developed a. A fascination and obsession with the female body like it's beautiful the female body is beautiful it really is yeah. and, and like i f- everything i'll like you know like when i'm going down on a girl i, I don't have a foot fetish but like start at the feet massage i'm like licking calves and like biting the uh-huh. thigh and like you just, would not like my feet it's spray tan city you'd, you'd be eating the spray tan oh no it, it's bad Ew. no you would not like this spray tan <laughs> I don't know. No, but you seem very open and yeah i, I don't care I'm a dog. Have wow. you ever like gone down or like been with a girl and she kind of stinks or it's just kind of icky yeah, down there? 100%. Every girl smells. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, but it's like not, I think that it's important, really important to like understand your body. And like, as a female, it's like be, I would say just like be mindful of like how it smells. Like what's your pH balance? Like maybe your body isn't responding like something that you're eating or, yeah. or maybe you're not well hydrated, et cetera, da, da, da. So, yeah, I have gone down. And it's like, oh, I think that, you know, some the pee Something's a little, a little funky. Off, you know? Do you tell them or you just kind of like go with it? Uh, there'll be a few things. Like, um, if it is like that, I'll I'll probably say something like, I'll, I'll like, you know, kiss, make out. A lot of times, like, finger. If the pants are off, I already know I'll say something like, I don't want to make the girl ever feel insecure during right. sex. I'd probably say something like, oh, like, I'm a little sweaty. Went to the gym. Do you mind if we take a shower? Totally. You like switch it. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I'll probably put it on myself. I'll say, 
I I don't right. feel comfortable. Yeah. I feel dirty. Right. And then we're in there, we're making out, like fingering her a little bit with the water, you know, da da da, do your thing. Mouth and then wash, you're like better. Really yeah, then you're ready to go. Like, what scenario will you not do? Like what kind of like there's gotta what be kind of one scene what or kind like of scene scenario category. like what will you not do? Like that's an automatic no for you. I don't know. I've done gang bangs. I do group stuff. I was just in like an orgy tent. It was really crazy at a party. And the gang bangs and all that, that's like people know what they're getting. It's not real gang bang. I've, I've done a real gang bang before. Really? Yeah. I've like had a girl at my party before when I was in Oregon. And she just, that was the energy. She wanted to hook up with multiple people there. So like she was in my bedroom. First, she was in my shower with this dude named Alec. And they were, like, fucking in the shower, and, like, he couldn't get his dick hard. So she, like, came up to me and started making out with me and, like, sucking my dick. And then he figured it out, so we were, like, tag-teaming her. And then our buddy Vinny was there, and he's like, ah, you know? But I'm just all about that. It's like, I, I don't know, like, let, let humans explore this kind of shit. It's mm-hmm. like so many people will be like, you explored yourself, you dove into your fucking fantasy, and you publicly did it. Like, shame on you. Right. That's such bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. so many people have these crazy fantasies that we've, like, locked into this little room in our brain of, like, I like gangbang porn, but I'll never do that in my life. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I watch gay porn, but I'll never hook up with the guy. What the fuck are you doing? Go try it right. out, dude. Yeah. As long as it's consensual, you're safe, you're having yeah. fun, everyone's 100%. of age, whatever, you're safe right. with it, then there's nothing point. wrong with what, that. What's, like, advice for girls like myself who have, like, a really hard time orgasming? Orgasming? Uh, first, I'd ask, like, what you're using, you know? Like, there's certain tools that you what can mean, do. What do we? What do we? Nothing. Like, I'm not like a vibrator. No, are you talking about with guys? Yeah, with a guy. Like, you know, it's just like, sometimes it's harder. Like, is it a, is it a mind thing? Is it something that the guy isn't doing? Like, what can a girl tell like, a guy to, like, help? Well, communication is key. So, like, if you like, like, if a girl's sucking my dick, for instance, it's like, I'm being very vocal. Like, oh, yeah, do that. Da, da, da. You know, mm-hmm. I fucking love that. Ground my balls. Like you a dirty girl, you know, eat my ass. Da, da, da. I like dive into it. Yeah. You know? I, I like it. Um, so if you're like struggling to orgasm from a guy, communication is absolutely key. And also try new things like, oh, baby, you, try this, mm. you know, try this with your fingers. I like I like that. Or if you use a toy at home, bring a toy into mm. a fucking bedroom. It's so hot. Really? If I'm fucking a girl at her house and she reaches over to the nightstand and she grabs her vibrator, I'm like, this girl's going to have a real fucking orgasm. And a lot of guys mm. have the mentality of like, Oh, I'm not doing it and getting secure. It's like that's yeah, fucking like, hot, dog. Enough. Like they get pissed and they like do. they get They're offended. Like, oh, my almost. Almost. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's actually true. Because then it, obviously he doesn't want his woman to have his like woman. the best time. Can, now, can you tell when a girl fakes an orgasm? Well, it could be like I, I can tell. I can tell sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yell at me, fucking yell at me. <laughs> um, I, uh, you, you guys are touching me now. I'm blushing. Yeah. He's infatuated now. You guys trying to seduce me? What is this? So I guess camera's so. on. Time I'm to like, film wait, a scene. Have your mic go up a little more. Yeah. Can you tell if we fake it or if we don't fake it? Yeah. Can you feel if it, if you fake it? If they fake Just it? Just answer all the questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think my ego wants to say like, yeah, I can tell, you know, but like, there are some girls that would probably slide me, you know? Like, totally. there are some times where I really don't know. I'll, like, sit there and assume, like, that was definitely a fake orgasm, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, an organ uh, orgasm initiates certain responses, you know? So, like, if a girl is mindful of, like, faking all of these responses, it's it's pretty hard to fucking tell. But, like, if a girl is breathing really deep and inconsistently, you know, if it's, mm-hmm. like, breathing deep into the chest and, like... You see that, you know, yeah. her mouth is open, her head is back, her eyes are closed, mm-hmm. her pussy is wet. Yeah. You know, the whole body. You can look at yes. the clit, you can look at the clit and the clit swells. It's just like a dick. It gets erect, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, wow. If all these things are happening, it's like, that was a real orgasm, mm-hmm. you know, but, or the girl's a good, you know, really good actress. Yeah, wow. that's true. So what advice can you give to men who maybe not be blessed down there like what advice would you give them to like do better or like make the girl like be better at sex i guess like what are some movements or the only reason that big dicks are a thing in porn is because men have a fantasy and a fascination with dicks big dicks aren't the best bro like i struggle with my dick i'm well endowed you know i have like why do you struggle with your dick because it's it's too fucking big sometimes it hurts girls i have to be mindful how deep i'm going i'll be in a position fucking girl and i'll like full send it she's like fucking stop oh my god da 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 it's not great plus the g-spot is only like two and a half three inches inside of a vagina it's not 
this ideal thing to like fill up the whole fucking vagina, like that doesn't feel the best sometimes. If you mm-hmm. really want to stimulate a girl, when I fuck a girl a lot of times to even build it up, I'll put my dick in. I'll do this like pump technique where I do like nine short tiny pumps and then one long pump super slow. And then I'll do eight short pumps and then two long. And like by the time I get to fucking nine long strokes and one <laughs> one short one, the girl's coming. It's crazy. It's a great technique. Wow. No, that's actually that's, amazing because yeah. like yeah. some guys don't know. And they, who, who yeah. do you ask? What, Google? Yeah. Or like, they're insecure with it and they just don't really know how you, to work yeah. it. You have to play with it. A lot of times, like especially if you understand the anatomy of a girl, like if this is a girl, right? Here's her vagina. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to the angle. Like if it's angled like this and your dick is going in, it's not going to stimulate the G spot. If you focus on right. it, like I'll arch, I'll put a pillow under her mm-hmm. butt to arch it up because I know totally. the G spot is at the top, mm-hmm. like up by her belly button. If I'm mm-hmm. aiming my dick like towards the belly button and trying to like rub the top of the vagina, then I know that I'm going to be stimulating her G spot. So like the majority of the time that I'm having sex with the girl, I'm only putting like three or four inches of my dick inside wow. so how are you using a pillow yeah. that's like the one if you guys <laughs> want to make this educational just you know arch up a little bit ultimately you're paying attention to the woman and the woman's body and that's like all that they need to know right yeah. like pay attention to the girl's body also guys feel like they're fucking archers and they have to like hit the bullseye like when i eat a girl out for instance i don't touch the clit if I'm eating her out for like 15 minutes, I'm not touching the clit for like eight minutes. Oh. You know? I, I play around with the whole thing. I do these like other uh, other methods like I'm going to give away all my like little tips and tricks. <laughs> pussy. I always start like the legs. I'm going up the calves, down to the thighs. I start kissing like on either side of it and I wait until the girl arches her hips up into me. When she arches her hips up into me, I can tell like, all right, this girl eagerly wants me to lick her vagina. Oh. So then I do a St. Bernard lick where I put my Saint tongue Bernard on it and I lick. slowly lick up the whole thing. And I try to cover the entire, my tongue as much on the pussy as possible. And I do that a couple times. And then I like lick around. I'll like spell my name with my tongue around oh, that's the a clit. Good. So I'm like going around the clit. This is the clit. Going around <laughs> it, like spelling things. And then like, and then I'll put fingers in. I'm like barely putting a finger in, like just playing with the entrance of it, you know, like really yeah. getting mm-hmm. her warmed up. And I pay attention to her body. Like it's called body language for a reason. Like bodies speak to each other. It's why we developed actual language. We mm-hmm. had body language before we had anything else. Mm-hmm. A girl will tell you what is working and what is not working. She'll tell you what she wants and what she doesn't, not even with her, her words, with her body. What is the most disgusting thing you've seen or experienced on set? Um, it probably first thing that comes to mind is like an anal scene where a girl didn't clean out properly, like riding a guy and then pulls it out. Yeah, I've like poop. Yeah, poop. Have you ever gotten on set and had to be partnered with somebody and not been attracted to them? Yes, and been kind of like, Ugh, I don't really want to sleep with you, but I'm just gonna like turn on, turn it on. You know, I have, but I'm blessed to like only really work with individuals I want to, and like now I try to not necessarily. Uh, open up collabs for like anybody it's more we already have established that we have the you know mutual attraction and there's some level of seduction Uh there how can a girl give amazing head what makes like what makes it stand out there's some techniques okay i mean if we want to just like look at objectively suction is good you know what do you mean suction suction like girls was uh, i shot with this girl the other day and like there wasn't enough suction, so it was, like, more difficult for me. It was, like, it was just my dick in her mouth. Like, suck on it, you know? Like, by sucking, you have to remember, like, what a dick is. A dick is a, a member of, a, it's like a muscle, and it fills with blood. Mm. You know, you want to, like, suck on anything. You suck on your hand, you're trying to drive blood to that area. Mm-hmm. So, like, by mm. driving more blood to the area, it's going to be better. And also, like, taking your time, going slower, just listening to the guy, because every guy's going to like different different things. But, it, you know... Another thing that's terrible about society is we've done a lot of circumcisions. I'm circumcised. I'm far less sensitive than if I still had foreskin. So, like, you can also suck too much or do too much of a thing, you know, to where, like, you want to stimulate it just a little bit. And then, objectively, there's an area of the penis where men are most sensitive. Mm. Do you guys know where that no. is? Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, on the bottom, on the bottom of the shaft, right below the head, like that meaty part. Like, yeah, oh. I'll oh. show you guys later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Part time comedian. I won't put that in my skit. I promise. 
<laughs> that was a good. anatomy lesson. Yeah. Here yeah. we are. That is so funny. Yeah, paying attention to that, like licking it, touching mm. it, you know, making sure everything's well lubricated. Because mm-hmm. like nothing sucks more than, you know, dry. Also mm-hmm. being aware of your teeth. Oh, oh teeth. teeth is a big thing. Yeah. Do you ever wear condoms while doing this stuff? Uh, yeah, I've, I've like, I'm really good at like psychologically training me myself to like enjoy things so i like when i shoot with civilians i wear condoms always now and i'm like a condom will actually get me off quicker which is weird just because like it's the thought of like one i can come in a girl which i've developed as a fetish uh-huh. um and then also just like psychologically I'll, I'll tell myself over and over like i fucking love this i love that i'm wearing a fucking condom right now oh right God, like you have to so like get there hot. mentally yeah. i have to get there mentally for everything like anytime i shoot with anybody or, or have sex with anybody I find like one or two things I absolutely like love about that person. And that makes me be able to really understand my body and like maintain erections come when I want, you know, like, huh? Wow. That's so for you girls, it's definitely mm-hmm. the eyes. We'd be making a whole lot of eye contact. Those <laughs> eyes are crazy. That's hilarious. Like deep blue eyes. It's, it's, it's always thing. the eyes. Yeah. yeah. The eyes. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people so say the eyes. They're sure. like, look in the eyes. The I'm like, I don't to the know. Soul. The eyes. I know I get uncomfortable. I like close my eyes. I look around. Do you have intimacy issues? I don't. I just like feel awkward. I'm just like, all right, we're just like looking at each other's eyes. Now what? But that's just like my See, own thing. I actually thing. like the awkward. eye thing. If like you're, it, it, it just depends though. If, if it's right away, it's awkward, but if we're into it and like it's going, the eye contact like works. Yeah. So we have a friend. Her name is Erica. Shout out to Erica. What's up, Erica? She's always listening. We love her. She has a few questions for you it. and Wait it's just, me, just quick, quick answers. Yes or no's or what? Just yeah, whatever just, you think, yeah, just whatever. short. Is there anything you would change about the industry as a whole? Yeah, I would make it 21 and up. Well, how much do you have to pay if you break the contract, if there's a contract that's signed? Oh, it depends. So, uh, What does she mean by this? I don't she know. She could mean agency contracts. It would oh. be my first assumption. Is like okay. if you're with an agent, you're trying to break it. Some of these guys are fucking dogs and trying to exploit these girls for a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. When really, if they're respectful individuals, they just let the individual, like, you don't want to work with me? Then leave. It's yeah. okay. I'll cut up the fucking contract. Where can people find you? Do you have any upcoming fun projects you want to talk about? Where oh, can yeah. people find you? Is this a self-promo? I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's the self-promo part. It's yeah. your time. So... I've, I just now developed uh, Lifestyle POV, which is, you know, my new project for OnlyFans. So you can find that lifestyle, onlyfans.com slash lifestyle POV. Uh, everything else is Eli's Journal, E-L-I-S-J-O-U-R-N-A-L, I think. <laughs> I don't spell it a lot. I don't know. Um, that, I'm developing, like, this course called uh, The Riz Academy where I'm helping guys, like, talk to girls. Just because, like... Amazing. Wh- I'll go out on a Twitch stream and, like, go out to a bar and... I'll talk to the girls and people like, how did you do that? Or why did you do that? You know? And like, even certain things, like when I approach a girl at the bar, I'll approach and like turn my back to them. Cause I don't want the girls to be uncomfortable. I'll like talk over my shoulder. I'll mm. do all this other stuff. So I'm working mm. on developing that. This it's has been so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, thank you so much. If you guys are still here, thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, comment, review. Even if you don't like us, leave a comment. Um, subscribe to this podcast. You can find our comedy content at Heartland Ray on all platforms. And you can find our podcast content at Excuse My Friend on all platforms. And we love you. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.